Welcome back to the Sunday Roast. How's it going, guys? How the hell are you? How are your weeks? How are your hearts? And how are your heads? Guys, thank you so much to every single person for listening to the show, for listening to the Sunday Roast. Particular thanks and gratitude directed towards those of you who are subscribed to my Patreon please subscribe to the bloody Patreon. It saves me from destitution. It keeps the show alive. It is down to you that this whole thing bloody exists. So patreon.com forward slash Mark Megan. It literally costs like three euro a month or something. But as I said, it keeps me in sort of reasonably adequate clothing and uh, helps me replace the occasional pair of Ray-Bans that sink to the bottom of the sea. Now. So real easy way to say this, guys. Um, bit shocked, like I'm a bit shook. Uh, shook and Stevens, you know. Sort of good stuff. Good stuff. That's really high, very high quality production, Mark, there. Getting a WhatsApp from your grandmother during a podcast. That is like the most depressing sentence I've ever said in my life, by the way. Anyway, this is not a laughing matter. I got robbed during the week. Yeah. In broad daylight, I got robbed. And might I add, in quite a nice area. Not one person intervened. There was two of them and one of me. Both of them were wearing masks. There was nothing I could do. For all the time it was happening, I just froze, particularly in the facial area. It's like I was numb, literally. Now, I know what you're thinking, Mark, surely, you know, you of all people must be immune to a robbery. What with your complete lack of muscles, uh, acerbic wit, and your nervous tits? Alas, no. I too can be caught with my trousers down and my mouth open, just like the rest of you. For all of the amateur sleuths, Jessica Fletchers and Lieutenant Columbos amongst my listenership, you may by now have deduced that when I say that I was involved in a robbery on Friday, I'm referring to a trip to the dentist. Outrageous. I went to the dentist on Friday. Honest to God. Can we address that this is just the most criminally overpriced experience in any man's life? If you look up the definition of robbery in the dictionary, it says robbery is the crime of taking or attempting to take anything of value by force, threat of force, or by putting the victim in fear. I experienced all of those things in the surgery on Friday at the same fucking time. Number one, attempting to take anything of value by force aka my wisdom teeth, and the force used were three of his fat fingers reaching into my mouth with those white gloves on, so it felt like I was generally being orally attacked by a pod of beluga fucking whales. Terrifying. I mean, come on, whales, by the way. From one pod to another. No, no. But like, also, what's the story with the smell of those gloves? Like, what? Why has he smeared them in, like, chalk or something before he even puts them into your mouth? Anyway, number two. Threat of force. Number the the threat of force. Yeah, Mark. So uh, I think we should probably put a fill in that back left tooth of yours there. Oh, great. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's going to cost a lot, but yeah, let's go for it. Now, look. Hopefully, this will work. And uh, if it doesn't, you know, in a few weeks we might have to do a root canal. Excuse me. 
In, so, so your job basically is to make this, to fix this problem, to solve this issue, to give me a solution to my dental issues. You're not telling me that, listen, I'm going to do this. Uh, might work. Hopefully it'll work. If it doesn't, come back to me in a few weeks and I'll just bill you another six grand. Number three, putting the victim in fear. Listen there, Mark, uh, if you don't act now, you could get an abscess. And if you get one of those, you may die. You know, that's actually how Tutankhamun... No, no, honestly, Doc, stop. Like, uh, like it, it just... It's genuinely, though, I think it's, it's criminal. I think it's absolutely criminal. And first and foremost, I think it's worth prefacing that I respect all medical staff enormous, enormously. Regardless of their discipline... And I don't believe any, any of them should pay tax on all of those claps we gave them for free during lockdown. You know, enjoy those. This, this, this one's on us, guys, you know. But at the same time, at least when you go for a colonoscopy, the doctor will do you the dignity of buying you a drink and pulling your trousers down before he does you up the arse. You know, you know that sloppy drink they give you to empty your tank the night before. The dentist, on the other hand, will barely look you in the eye. He almost looks at you judgmentally, as if you've asked for this. Like, don't get me wrong, if I was being negligent with my teeth, I could understand. But I follow all the guidelines. I follow all the guidelines. I brush them at least once a week. I use a lot of chewing gum, and I'll occasionally have, like, a stick of rock from Brighton Beach before I go to bed. What more can I bloody do, Doc? Do you ever notice that? After he sort of checked you out, he like, you know, open wide. Yeah, um, th- this is literally as wide as it gets, doctor. Anyway, but there's a moment before he presents you with this diagnosis and you can sort of see him working out in his brilliant and learned mind what type of treatment you're going to need. If I wasn't as cynical, I'd like to think that he's revisiting all of his years in university, studying cavities and fucking nerve endings to ensure that he's making the right call about your prognosis and what is the quickest, most effective way to get you back on the road to oral health and hygiene. The reality, though, is probably a little bit different. The reality is, he's probably thinking, wouldn't mind doing up the bathroom uh, this spring. Yeah, Sarah keeps going on to me about it. That'll be around... 13k. Also want to get one of those standalone baths. I mean, we'll never use the bloody thing for heaven's sake, but they just look so wealthy. Um, also wouldn't mind a trip to Vegas for that uh, tooth conference, yeah. Might even fill a few gaps there, if you know what I mean. Uh, y- yeah, I know what you mean. You're talking to yourself. We're the only ones in this in a monologue. <laughs> well, you can now argue it's a dialogue. No, stop, go back to it. Anyway, Mark, uh, looks like we'll need the three root canals and an extraction. Okay, looks like we need to get those wisdom teeth out too. They're coming in at a very odd angle. By the way, I'm fairly sure I've had about nine wisdom teeth removed at this stage. What the fuck is going on here? What the hell is going on here? Doctor, I'm literally sure I've had about seven wisdom teeth removed at this stage. How many are you supposed to have? Oh, but why now? No, no, I'm just asking you. Why are... No, no, I'm just trying to ask you. And he shoves in his condom-wrapped phallic-like digits into the back of your mouth just to shut you up. It's absolutely outrageous. I mean, absolutely outrageous. I just look, I just don't think, I honestly don't think any of those doctors uh, should be paying taxes on those claps we gave them for free. You know, it's just not fair. And you can call me, 
You can call me a bloody communist. You can call me a libertarian. You can call me Gandhi. I don't, I don't care. But personally, I don't believe that those doctors should be paying taxes. That'd be scandalous on those claps, just on, not on their salary. Obviously, tax them to the hills on their salaries. But on the claps, free of charge. This one's on us, boys. This one's on us. Enjoy them. Scandalous would be if they are to be taxed. Almost, by the way, almost as scandalous as when the dentist has the actual audacity to blame you for the way and shape in which your wisdom teeth are entering your mouth. Have you noticed that? As if you gave them bad directions. <laughs> it's fucking ridiculous. Like, hi lads, uh, make sure whenever you're entering my face at some point between the ages of 14 and 40, will you make sure to come in arseways just to maximise my complete misery and ensure that some pervert with a Porsche gets to make four grand out of my pain and naivety. I mean naivety. It's insane though. He, he looks at you judgmentally as if you've given them fucking bad directions. Man, I didn't decide for them to land upon my mouth in the way that they have done. I can genuinely, like, let, when you think about it, by the way, I cannot think of another job, career or profession that is so criminally overpaid than dentistry. Okay, maybe nurses or social workers, I don't know. But do you know what I mean? It's absolutely outrageous. And also, it's such a miserable experience. Like, personally, I'm quite nervous when I go to the dentist. But then, as you may have noticed, I'm also quite nervous when I'm not going to the dentist. Basically, I'm nervous, okay? Anyways, there's something about the dentist that particularly gets me. Such a unique aspect of my persona, isn't it? Hating the dentist. Next thing you know, I'll be telling you, I like to drink glasses of water, and Graham Norton is mad. No, but these days, though, like, dentists are sort of, like, they're a lot more switched on about people's dispositions than they used to be. Like, growing up, going to the dentist was one of the most horrendous experiences ever, and I would literally have sleepless nights in advance in the build-up because I was so afraid. And they had the bedside fucking manner of Dr. Mengele, you know? absolutely insane stuff. But now they're a little bit better. They've adapted. They can make you feel a little bit more comfortable. I'm a huge fan of this. Their demeanour has a huge role to play in relaxing you and making what can be a very uncomfortable experience into something a little bit more bearable. So my dentist, he's got this technique, right? So he goes, uh, now listen, Mark, uh, very nice guy, lovely guy. Now Mark, uh, I know you're a bit nervous. Um, by the way, lovely guy. I'd be fucking lovely. I would be fucking lovely if I was making 320 euro in 31 minutes. Th th that's the only reason they fucking wear those masks, by the way. It's because they're giggling. As they're literally performing surgery on you, they're excavating your gums. They're just like, hilarious. I'm just about to build this guy anything I want. And he can't dispute it because he knows nothing about this industry. That's why they've got the masks on. To stop that Cheshire fucking cat grin from appearing above you. Anyway. Now, Mark. I know you're a bit nervous. But listen. Just try and relax. You're going to be totally fine. Everything will go okay. But, there's always a but, but if at any point, for whatever reason, at any stage, for any point, should you begin to feel uncomfortable or distressed, just raise your right hand in the air and we will stop everything immediately. All you have to do and then he starts doing it, you know, as if you're some sort of moron, by the way, who doesn't understand the concept of raising your right hand. For any reason, whatever stage, just raise your right hand. And he lifts up like this. 
and we'll stop everything now. The first, Mark, honestly, the first moment you become uncomfortable. Appreciate that, doctor. I appreciate the sentiment, but I'm already uncomfortable. You've got me lying down, right, with my feet way up in the air, close to Count Dracula levels of verticality, right? I'm lying in this chair. You've got this light shining in my eyes that will burn a hole through Australia, hopefully, and the sun. Yet the only thing you've given me to protect myself are a pair of glasses that genuinely justify a life without sight. Have you seen them? These are the ugliest things I've ever seen in my life. I may not die from an abscess in my tooth, but I could die <clears throat> of shame. You know those glasses. You know those glasses they give you. You look like a mix between a pound shop version of Lady Gaga with a bit of fucking Edgar Davids. You look like Stevie Wonder if he was given free reign over his own ASOS account. I'm lying here. With a plastic bib, by the way. Have you noticed that? The bib they give you. The sort of plastic, embarrassing apron of shame. The plastic bib wrapped around your torso. Like some sort of precocious child who's been taken out to Sunday lunch and has very ambitiously ordered the lobster. And now you want to talk about being uncomfortable. If, for whatever reason, at any point, at any stage, you should begin to feel uncomfortable or distressed, just raise your right hand and we will stop Immediately. Okay. Sounds good, doctor. Off you go. Once you begin, you know, he starts his work. You've been numbed. That's fine. Once you begin to become adjusted to the noises of the, you know, the machines, the whirring, all the rest, you begin to relax. This isn't half bad. This is like a little break from life. It's a recess from my mind. I'm just here staring at the ceiling, thinking also, usually thinking about how happy I am that I'm not a fucking dentist because I don't have neither, nor the brains, nor the boredom to pursue a career in dentistry. Anyway, you're lying back. It's actually okay. Why was I so scared? Mark, you need to stop creating such a huge amount of negative, frantic, chaotic energy in your head about things that never really manifest. This is madness. I can't feel a thing. It's all going swimmingly. Then all of a sudden, he hits a nerve with that little metallic, vibrating dildo of evil he's got in your mouth for the last 10 minutes and you raise your right hand. He ignores you. You raise your, your other hand. You're, you're, you're essentially, like, both of your arms are now raised. Like, you're doing the bloody monster mash, okay? <laughs> like, honestly, I've seen people in the Hitler youth who have not had an arm raised with the fucking rigid standard that I have done in the dental chair. He completely ignores you. And then you start, you, you're, you're, you're like groaning, okay? You try and speak, but you can't because your mouth is filled with saliva, by the way, and any noise you produce just opens up your throat and then you begin to drown in your own spit. Meanwhile, while the fucking assistant whose only task it was literally her only job was to use the little mini Dyson and suck all the saliva out of your mouth she's busy staring out the window she's looking out the fucking window with the concentration of a confused Labrador so you've got no choice but just release like a heavy heavy groan in the hopes that the doctor will hear you and you're just like you know what I mean and thanks be, thanks be to God eventually he does hear you and he looks down at you pulls down his mask and says I heard we'll only be a minute longer now, you'll be fine. Outrageous. And then you overcome 
the experience, the surgery, the situation, the operation. You make your way somewhat sheepishly towards the reception to pay your bill. And might I add, the reason why you are so sheepish in your strut is because half your face is fucking numb. So you can only sort of communicate with the same vigour and conviction as somebody who has just recently suffered a stroke or maybe somebody who has Bell's palsy. And you go out and... Hey, Mark, was that grand funeral? Yeah, yeah, it was fine, yeah. So what's, what's the damage there? I was only in the chair for about 30 minutes, so it couldn't be too bad. This happened to me on Friday. That'd be uh, 320 euro, please. Are, are, you, are you serious? 320 euro. That is the most expensive thing in the world. I've just been, I've just been fucking robbed here. How is nobody doing anything? How is nobody interrupting and be like, oh, surely you can't actually charge somebody that much. And you genuinely hand over your card and you're there in your head being like, well, that's the end of that. That's the end of life as I know it. Just when I thought I was in sort of relatively balanced financial standings, that's the end of that. I'm gone. I'm done. I'm over. Finito. Patreon.com forward slash Mark Megan. Come on. You should be like Brezzy, you know, start talking about dental health. I mean, mental, you know, Patreon.com. But you, you make the payments and you're actually so fucking upset about it. And then, by the way, the villain of this play decides to come out from his room to make a second appearance. And as he's like looking through the the gallery and selecting his next victim, he looks and he goes, oh, now Mark, uh, just make sure over the next week or so, uh, only to eat like, you know, uh, soup and water and stuff. Well, that's all I can afford. That's literally all I can afford. I'm not going for fucking lobster Thermidor tonight. Are you outside of your mind? I can only afford soup. I'm literally going to be drinking, eating, shitting, sleeping, cup o soups until the next payday. You've absolutely done me here. The outrageousness of suggesting I only eat soup and water, as if I have a choice, as if there's options here. I'm not looking at the menu and going, you know what, actually, I won't go for the steak tonight. I'll go for the soup. Absolutely insane. (laughs) Oh, God. Absolutely insane. Thank you so much for listening to the Sunday Roast. Guys, all of you, thank you so much. Honestly, it means the world to me. Um, Most importantly, brush your teeth. Now, most importantly, please subscribe to the Patreon. Uh, Yeah, but on the real, thank you so much to everybody for listening to the show each week, for telling your friends. Uh, If you could do me a favour... Obviously, like, signing up to the Patreon would be incredible, but also if you could just, like, leave review... Excuse me. If you could, like, leave... Oh, God. If you could, like... Oh, my God. Sorry, I had, like, 78 cigarettes last night. If you could, like, leave reviews for the show, share it with your friends, like, post as your Insta story, all the usual stuff makes such a big difference, and it really, like, helps reach more people. So, um, if you're up for supporting the show, that would be incredible. And look, by the way, if you've even gotten this far, thank you for indulging me. (laughs) 